Hello, welcome to the UCL News Podcast. I'm Claire. And I'm George. As usual this week, we've been searching high and low, near and far, to bring you the choicest morsels of news from around UCL. Indeed, and this week we'll be showcasing the opening of an exciting new exhibition space at UCL called The Octagon, which is at the junction of the North and South Cloisters. The space has just undergone a radical transformation with new cases, animations and interactive screens to display items from UCL's collection that have never been displayed before. Yep, and we also caught up with geography lecturer Jason Dittmer, who has got a new book out about nationalist superheroes. George caught up with him earlier to discuss why a geographer is so interested in comic superheroes anyway, and what they tell us about geopolitics. Yep, Jason is great, so do catch that later on. We've also got a very special guest with us in the podcast cave this week, Sue Black from UCL Computer Science. Hi, Sue. Hi, Hello. Hello. Um, for listeners who don't know Sue, she campaigned from 2008 to 2011 to save Bletchley Park and was instrumental in the campaign to secure the Turing Papers for the nation. Um, she's recently written a book about the campaign and she's also giving a lunch hour lecture this week. So, Sue, tell us more about the book. Well, um, I've kind of wanted to write a book for a while about Bletchley Park and uh, about all the campaigns that have gone on over the last few years because um, Bletchley Park's such an important place. Um, For me, it's like the most important place in the country, maybe the world, because it kind of brings together the birthplace of computer science along with all that history from the Second World War and the code breakers working there and uh, the fact that the work they did there potentially shortened the war by two years and... 11 million people a year were dying. So it's like, where else could you say, you know, 22 million lives were saved by and was the birthplace of computing. Yeah, it is pretty special. I mean, I know you did, it was kind of crumbling when you first went there and you've kind of mounted a campaign mainly on on Twitter. Can you kind of talk a bit about, you know, how you use Twitter and why you think that was an important part? Sure, well, so so when I I first got interested, I uh, was head of department at the time and uh, head of a computer science department and um, I found out that uh, Bletchley Park needed funding basically Um, and yeah some of the buildings were looking a bit worse for wear Um, in particular Hut 6 which is like kind of an iconic uh, code breaking hut where all these amazing things happened and um, I first of all contacted all the other heads and professors of computer science in the country saying you know I think this is important we should do something about it and they all came on board basically and um, we wrote a letter to the Times in 2008 um, and I contacted all the journalists that I knew including Rory Keflin Jones which was great because he thought it was a good story. Yeah it's very influential as well. Yeah absolutely so then we're on the Today programme and went on BBC News Um, and one of the things with traditional media is that um, you get a big spike of interest but then of course it you know you go a spike up but then it goes back down again so social media and twitter were absolutely fundamental in in kind of keeping the campaign going um because they're so good for creating community and finding people that have got Mm, a common interest you're a bit of a twitter celebrity as well these days aren't you there's lots of people with lots more followers than me not sure not maybe not as much influence um we all saw the rankings didn't yeah. we yeah <laughs> um <laughs> which rankings <laughs> oh there's what was there one in the independent was oh, it well, from last year yeah. oh yeah yeah, so, yeah that was very go. exciting um so you're also involved in the campaign for equality for women in technology working in technology 
what kind of activities do you do around that and why why is it why did you get it started well i set i set up a group uh, called bcs women for women in computing in 2001 which is still going and that was all about kind of supporting women and kind of showcasing women's achievements and and just trying to get more women and girls interested in computer science as a career um, and so, I mean, it's been great actually over the last few years to see lots of other groups starting up and, and lots of other things happening in computing um, and women kind of being seen now as uh, kind of essential for the diversity in business case, whereas a few years ago yeah. it didn't really feel like that at all. So there's definitely progress being made. Great. Thanks so much for joining us, Sue. Um, yeah, do get hold of that book if you can. When is it being published? Um, so it will come out next year. Next so year. I haven't actually started writing it yet, <laughs> but it is fully cra- uh, crowdfunded. Yeah. So it's the fastest crowdfunded book ever. Oh, really? Wow. And uh, it's on unbound.co.uk and called yeah. Saving Bletchley Park. Okay, well, do look out for that. And Sue's also doing a lunch hour lecture on Thursday, which will be live streamed and you can see it on the YouTube channel afterwards. So check that out. Great stuff. Um, so now for the rest of the news from around UCL. Uh, first off, uh, UCL and Raindance Film are collaborating on a film competition called London for Free, which was launched last week. Yep, London is often considered to be an expensive place to live and study, but there are many activities and things to do that won't break the bank, and there are also some things you just can't put a price on. Um, the competition organisers want you to use London as the backdrop for a two-minute film for example, maybe visiting an art gallery, a park or, you know, Big Ben or London Bridge or something. Um, Anyone can enter, uh, not just UCL staff and students. Yeah, and winners will receive £300 worth of vouchers for camera equipment, as well as having their work featured on UCL Communications channels. So go out and get recording. Yep, do get involved. We've got lots of flip cameras here in the office if you need to borrow one, and all the information about how to submit your entry is at www.ucl.ac.uk ac.uk forward slash london hyphen for hyphen free and last but not least there's been some interesting new research from ucl political science this week about the link between happiness and wealth yep new research has shown that happy teenagers are likely to earn more money as adults dr jan emmanuel deneve and professor andrew oswald who's from the university of warwick analyzed data from 15,000 adolescents and young adults in the USA, finding that those who report higher positive effect, which is basically just a technical measure of happiness, or higher life satisfaction grow up to earn significantly higher levels of income later in life. Their study found that happy individuals' greater wealth is due in part to the fact that happy people are more likely to get a a degree, find work and get promoted more quickly than their gloomier counterparts. So what do you think? Were you a happy teenager, George? No, I was pretty miserable, I think. No, see? No, I was miserable. (laughs) I was just saying, I don't know any happy teenagers. I'm happy now. That's a surprise we're not all kind of, you know, impoverished. It all turns out okay in the end. (laughs) Okay, so that's all the news for this show, but stay tuned to hear all about UCL's newly opened Octagon and Flaxman galleries.